Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We know our best life becomes reality when we continuously make decisions that align with our health, wellness, and values. So I'm partnering up today with Jessica De Jesus, creative director at, that's B-I-T-C-H, media. We're going to talk about how we can all create a special career path for ourselves that both pays the bills and supports our personal mission. Welcome to Wit and Reason, hosted by psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. Dr. Moreno brings her expertise to providing smart and practical explanations on human behavior, turning social science and research into relatable, accessible, and useful information you can use. Listen now as Dr. Moreno brings a little bit of positive mental health to your day. We've mentioned on Wit and Reason before, work has the ability to provide people with a sense of identity. It can provide unique personal meaning, allows individuals to contribute to the welfare of their social and cultural groups, and it is a constant that connects us to other people. So does this sound about right to you, Jessica, with your professional experience? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I feel very lucky to have started my career with a mission-driven company um, because it actually impacted every career choice that followed. Um, And then it became my own mission to work with people or to work on projects that were trying to make some type of difference in the world. That's, That's awesome. So when you were first, it sounds like when you were first starting out professionally, you just happened to be in an organization that really boosted those personal values for you? Or did you already have like an idea of what your values were and then went searching for it? Um, things were pretty separate. I knew when I was younger, I thought it would be really interesting to work like in a magazine. Um, and then I came across a magazine that was really well designed. Um, this is while I was still in college, really well designed, um, and had a mission, it was mission based. Um, and 
When I saw that they had an internship, I was on the East Coast at the time for school. They had an internship in LA. It sort of aligned with my life at the time with family being in California as well. Um, And realize that you can do mission-based work and have the design still look really great and have its own impact. Right. That's right. You know, when I think about this, it it makes me remember um, a time when I went to a woman's networking group and it was just a really small group. And at one point we were all sitting in a circle and everyone was introducing themselves and what they do. And the majority of the women in that group were all um, working in social services or, you know, human services, doing something um, very proactive, like in the community, as far as like working with homeless or children or their teacher. Um, And then there was one woman who said that she was working in marketing. And she, she mentioned like, I feel kind of bad that I'm the only one that's not actively in a role that's contributing to my community. And at the time I didn't say, I didn't like kind of catch her on that, but, but really it, it doesn't necessarily have to be working in human services, just being a woman in a space, especially something like marketing or business or finance really does have a big impact on our community Mm -hmm. and, and on, you know, for other women, working women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for a while, that's why it was such a surprise to me that I came across these two paths of social impact and design and, you know, on on the personal side of things, like I want to be doing good things for the world and make a difference. And then in the design community, you don't necessarily do that in whatever industries you end up working with, mm-hmm. where the, whether it's like agencies and brand marketing or package design. I don't know. This was just very, very specific to what we do is trying to change the world. Right. And that could look a bunch of different ways. You know, you could do that through a variety of industries and you were able to find out how you can combine both your values and mission and your amazing creative talent together in the work that you do. So what was it like for you to, after having that first experience of working with a mission-driven company, to then go on and assess other companies that might kind of fit that same role in your life? Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) interestingly (laughs) enough, um, I got laid off from that mission-based company after Uh being there for four years. They had gone through like a series of layoffs and I happened to be part of that. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I was scared, nervous, but also, wow, I've been working nonstop for three and a half years. Yeah. It happened right before I was going to go on vacation. So I like extended that vacation. And then while I was on vacation, I was actually getting hit up for freelance gigs. Uh And through previous coworkers, you know, that I had worked with at that company. And so I was like, okay, I'll take this on. Um, In between, I was on unemployment. And then Uh I kept getting hit up for more gigs. Uh And... Around, you know, if I was worried about getting work, it was just around the corner. At the point of like me really getting worried, I get an email that pops up and I was like, oh, okay, this is is how it's going to be. (laughs) Um, But then it was after working at that mission based company that I said, I don't think that I could do anything else besides use my skills to work on something that was 
meaningful for other people and that affected other people in a, in a positive way. Yeah, so was it hard to find other like-minded companies? I think because a lot of uh, the beginning of my freelance career was through the connections I had made from that first company. Mm -hmm. Those networks then refer you to other people and those like-minded people, you know, it's, it becomes this network and circle. And yeah. so I was lucky on that friend and that I was able to do that at the beginning of my career, like I said, then yeah. kind of trickled down to everything else. And so how do you assess jobs now, knowing that that's an important factor for you? I kind of ask myself, you know, do I feel comfortable being myself when I'm working on this project? Mm-hmm. Um, how is it helping others? Am I being inspired by what I'm working on? And then at the end of the day, can I be proud of the work? Yeah. And also, like, particularly the people I'm in direct contact with. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Right. Uh, that they also believe in their mission. Because you come across other organizations and companies where they could be mission-based, but they're actually not practicing mm-hmm. those things with themselves or their employees. Right. It's really easy to put a mission on a website. It's a whole other thing if you're actually putting it into practice, both in the work that you do, in the community you serve, and within your internal team as well. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other thing. And it's, it's tricky because you only know so much going into an organization. You know, once you get in there, then you really get to see how things are running. Mm -hmm. Um, So it might take some trial and error along the way. So it sounds like your career path hasn't always been like super perfect and comfortable the whole time. It's taken some kind of dealing with some stressors, going on unemployment, like Mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortable, getting to the point of being really worried about your, your career and professional development. So what, what did you do to, to get through those, those tough periods? I have a really great support system and, and I harnessed that and I was, lucky to have folks in my life who, when I was down, they were able to just hold me. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Sometimes, you know, you just (laughs) need to be held and not necessarily like pushed up. Right. But yeah, I had people around me to help me get through it. I, with freelance, you have to wear many, 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 many different hats. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you for a while, at least until you grow. But you are your boss, your own boss. Mm-hmm. You are your own cheerleader, your own administrator. Um, yeah, besides my great support system, I had to figure out how to support myself emotionally. Yeah. Uh, and and also, like, not put that burden on other people. I had to really ask myself what I wanted mm-hmm. um, out of my career. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Remind myself why why I've chosen this challenge, um, and that was to have control over the the projects that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And I had this opportunity, as hard as it was, being freelance, and I I didn't want to let go of that opportunity, right, or not use it to its full potential, right. And as as uncomfortable. And stressful as it may be, I mean, it's those periods in life that really build up our resiliency. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
if there does come another time where there's a gap in between work or there's like a, a layoff or something, you could reflect back on like, hey, I've, I've been here before mm-hmm. and I had less experience back then, obviously, and I was in a different place and now I've evolved mm-hmm. since then and I could definitely do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like it's just so much more empowering to make those decisions regarding work around what is truly important to you. And it just seems so much more empowering to be able to make those work related decisions around what's truly important to you. Now, you're on the show for a reason. So despite some natural challenges that have come up, you have been able to work with some amazing companies on really incredible projects. So can you tell us uh, a couple of projects or jobs that you're proud of, um, the work that you were able to do with them? Yeah. One of the most rewarding projects I've been able to work on is with this organization called The Dinner Party, mm-hmm. started by two women, Actually, in full disclosure, they were my old coworkers, yeah. and they started an organization that is focused on building community around 20 to 30-something-year-olds who have experienced a significant loss of a parent, a child, a, a close friend, or a sibling. Mm-hmm. And so they build this community around the dinner table. Wow. So different cities have different hosts. All of those hosts have gone through some type of significant loss. Mm-hmm. They build kind of like smaller dinner tables and try to destigmatize conversations around grief and loss. What an amazing organization. And that's such a creative uh, approach to that stigma or isolation people may feel after experiencing a sudden loss. Yes. And doing it over over food. Uh Um, And food is something that can cross many different cultures that brings us together. Right. And it's done in the home, mm-hmm. usually. And so you want to feel safe in these spaces. Yeah. And so what was your role with, with helping that organization? I helped them design uh, their first self-published book. Um, oh, cool. And so I did the layout design for that. I helped refine their branding and put together their latest website. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Was there another organization or project that you worked on that, that was really near and dear to your heart? Well, I guess I could go into where I'm at now. At the end of 2017, I was part of the three-person team who helped redesign magazine. Uh, That's B-I-T-C-H magazine. Mm -hmm. We are a feminist nonprofit media organization that is based around pop culture through a feminist critique lens. Very cool. And and our listeners will notice that we have to bleep out the name of the organization uh, because of FCC rules. So can you tell us a little bit more about the decision around the organization being called Magazine, um, B-I-T-C-H Magazine? Yeah, from my understanding, the way that our co-founder Andy has explained, the word has been used in usually a negative connotation referring mm-hmm. to a feminist or a woman. And the idea was to smash that patriarchal <laughs> point of view on that and subvert that and mm-hmm. reclaim the word. So if we use it in a positive way, it loses the power to overpower us. Right. Yeah. Or to offend us or take us down mm-hmm. or take away our power. That's right. And so tell us more about what you do as a creative director with BITCH. 
Exactly. Yeah. So um, after I worked with for over a year, uh-huh. and the beginning of that was helping to redesign their print magazine, yeah. there came an opportunity to join their staff full time. And, you know, I had been freelance for a little bit over five years, and I wasn't necessarily thinking I was going to go into a full time job again uh-huh. because I was very much like in control of my decisions right. and who I worked with and what I worked on. But this place was the place, if there was ever a place, uh-huh. <laughs> to take me out of freelance. It met all of my goals on what I wanted to work with, who I wanted to work for, who I wanted to work with, yeah. and who I wanted to support. And that is women of color, people of color, mm-hmm. marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. And the staff itself has changed pretty dramatically to almost more POCs on staff uh-huh. than non-POCs. That's great. And what is it like for you to be in the room with people who are making those decisions as far as both who they hire, who who joins the team, and like who gets a voice? Like who what stories are being told and who's writing them? It's an incredible, humbling experience, especially to be a part of helping to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. When I started out my career at a Uh mission-based media company, it was run by four bro dudes. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) And again, you can attach mission-based whatever you want Mm -hmm. to your company if you're not creating that culture inside with each other. Right. It's not going to work. You're going to have a limited perspective. You yeah. know, that's just the that's just the reality of it. Yeah, and that was me at the beginning of my career as, you know, a young mm-hmm. designer and fast forward to a decade into my career, I'm now in a leadership position yeah. at a feminist media organization where I can help make those decisions and I find that to be such a privilege. Is that the norm, would you say, in in media organizations where you see the women or people of color up in director roles? No. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of knew the answer to that, but I thought I should check it. (laughs) Definitely not at the top of, you know, the masthead. Yeah. The people who are, who have the final decision-making power. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of April, we... Just got a new executive director after 10 years. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kaylin Rich. Mm-hmm. She worked for the ACLU in Rochester, New York. Very cool. She is a queer woman of color, interracial adoptee. Uh-huh. And she kind of looks like me. Yeah. And that's exciting yeah. to, you know, sit in the virtual rooms because a lot of us are remote uh-huh. and look at... You know, that video Brady Brunch grid <laughs> gallery of people and see brown and black folks. Right, right. And that has made such a huge difference. And I've always wanted that. Uh-huh. I strived for that. And I still, I, I feel like it's surreal to have the opportunity. Yeah, and I, I could relate. I mean, most of the time when I'm in a room, I'm typically, I, I hit both, right? I'm either the woman of color and the woman, like, in the room. And it's rare that there would be either another woman or especially another woman of color sitting at that conference table, you know, in many cases. So I could totally align with with what you're saying and that it's 
so refreshing to see more companies become more mindful about really increasing the diversity of their team members, of the people who are making these decisions, mm-hmm. and also making sure that it's inclusive, that it's one thing to just invite people onto the team, but if you don't give them a voice <laughs> and you don't give them a seat at the table and you don't follow through with any other thoughts or ideas or opinions on anything, then then the organization's not going to be able to evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are pretty purposeful mm-hmm. about calling that out. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things. If you feel like in your workplace, mm-hmm. if you feel comfortable enough to call a situation out, not get penalized for it, right. but actually have staff sit back and be like, how do we fix this? Mm-hmm. I think that's the most ideal. Right. <laughs> exactly. We're doing the work inside, like mm-hmm. within the organization. That's everything that I wanted to do in my, you know, last few jobs, but didn't get the opportunity to do. Yeah, exactly. And so as you sit back and think about your hopes and dreams and goals for both yourself and for the organization uh, that you work for, BITCH Media, what, what do you have on your radar as far as things that you would like to accomplish? Well, right now, um, as creative director, I also get to oversee the print magazine. Mm-hmm. And with the print magazine, we commission artists. And when we commission artists or license their work, we're really, really excited to publish artists of color. Uh-huh. And that's been one of the most fulfilling parts of my job is to not only tell the stories about POCs and marginalized folks, but employ them. Mm-hmm and showcase their work and uplift their work, where in the creative communities, a lot of times you don't see POC artists as advertised or as well known as their white counterparts. And we know why that is in many industries. And so if we have the opportunity to do that, and I have the opportunity to do that, Mm -hmm. I will. That sounds amazing. And... What about for you in in your personal professional life outside of the organization? Is there anything else that you would, any other projects or goals that, that you see you'd want to take on? I think just as I started my career with doing things that were going to be helping others and mm-hmm. changing the world in some way, small or big, yeah. whatever I continue to do, that's going to be the foundation of what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, at the end of my career, whenever that is, I want to be able to ask myself, can I be proud of this work? Mm -hmm. Who have I helped? Does this make a difference in any way? Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I hope so too. (laughs) That's a a great goal. That's a great goal to have. So it can be incredibly intimidating to create a personalized career path. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about steps we can all take to validate our values in our professional life. What kind of um, either tips or recommendations do you have for our listeners if this is something that they want to pursue for themselves? Mm -hmm. I will say I was privileged in the fact that at the time of losing my job, I was with a partner mm-hmm. um, who, you know, even though I was going through unemployment, I wasn't worried about being destitute and mm-hmm. I had support. Yeah, That is 
a huge part of it, mm-hmm. really. And even if you have emotional support, that's something. Mm-hmm. But I acknowledge the fact that there was a privilege there to to be like, you know what, I'm going to try freelance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how this goes. And whatever decision you make, I think, I feel like I keep saying this, but you yeah. ask yourself, like, can I be proud of this work? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be some, like, life-altering, I'm going to be a humanitarian. But, right. like, that also means, am I treating my coworkers mm-hmm. kindly? Mm-hmm. Am I, whatever the work that I'm doing, am I doing my best? Right. Is my family life, like, happy? Or, mm-hmm. you know, am, am I a good friend? It's right. all these sort of, like, life questions that you ask and then answer for yourself. If you get into a work environment or a workplace that completely, like, just dis- not destroys us, like, some really people, big like, some people. I have yeah. some friends or they're just, gosh, just. Dist- from their workplaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could be very abusive because there's Absolutely. a very much power control dynamic there. Absolutely. You know? These people, your coworkers are the people that you see more than you see your own family mm-hmm. if you work at an office that you go into right. or you're on video calls every day. Yeah. And it's just something that's been part of my entire career, watching how organizations and companies treat their people internally or friends upon friends who have hated their job but are making the most money that they've ever made. That's a really tricky spot to be in. It's really, really tricky. And again, there are privileges that, uh, you know, we have on many different levels that Mm -hmm. can allow us to try things. Mm -hmm. I think it would be Unfortunate if those privileges were there, but on like some principle, like, no, I'm not going to take advantage of support. Mm-hmm. But it, if it's there, like, do it because yeah. that's what life is affording you mm-hmm. at, the, at the time. Um, and then yeah. who knows what could come out of that? You know, mm-hmm. like, like you mentioned, you took that chance. You know, there were some support systems put in place that you were able to have as you did, but you took that leap. And mm-hmm. now not only is your career better for it? But now you get to put out a hand and help up other people along the way. So mm-hmm. by taking that chance, it not only just benefits you, but the rest of the community yeah. as well. Are there any um, social media sites that, that you like to recommend people follow so that way they could maybe stay posted on either BITCH media or how to manage a mission-driven career? Um, well, first and foremost, you can go to <laughs> bitchmedia.org mm-hmm. at bitchmedia on both Twitter and Instagram yeah. and follow the content of our amazing writers mm-hmm. and visuals of amazing artists. I think following folks on Instagram whose values align with yours, then, you know, sort of finds other folks. Right. Who align with you? Going to uh, networking events too, I think are helpful. Yeah, and yeah. even just art exhibits and community-based organizations that mm-hmm. are whatever that show, exhibit, or event is that it's helping other people. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to go ahead and post all of these resources on witandreason.com. 
You can put all of these tips and activities into action today. Visit witandreason.com to get links to the resources we shared on today's show and connect with me, Dr. Alexis Moreno and Jessica De Jesus. Uh, Did you hear something on the show today that you relate to on a personal level? Share your story. Send us your recording on witandreason.com and we may be able to post it on our Values and Careers show page to help others navigate their professional development. A special thank you to DC Radio and Jessica De Jesus. And of course, thank you all for listening. Stay posted on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Wit and Reason and DC Radio for our next show. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. Let's keep the conversation going. You've been listening to Wit and Reason with psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. For more information, visit witandreason.com. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.